0: Welcome to The Sword in the Trowel, a podcast of Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries exists for the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of churches. I'm Jared Longshore. And I'm Tom Askell. Thanks so much for listening to The Sword in the Trowel today. Delighted to have you with us for a very special podcast. We have our dear brothers, Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker of Just Thinking <laughs> with us. And so we know it's always going to be a rowdy good time when <laughs> uh, these guys are here.
1: That's right. And uh, I came prepared today, oh, so nice. I've got my notes here on the table. And unfortunately, Daryl and Virgil can't see us, but they can watch this later and understand that I am not going to be outgunned today.
0: 700 pages (laughs) and right in front of them. Hard copy. I like it. I like it. Well, we got a lot of things going on in Founders Ministries. big thank you to our FAM, our Founders Alliance members. Thank you for your monthly support. If you're not a part of the FAM, uh, you can get access to more content in the Armory by doing so. And it's just a way to support the work that we're doing. Uh, So go to founders.org. You can check that out. Uh, Institute of Public Theology, Is in full swing now. Convocation's coming up very soon. August 28th. Classes launching in the fall.
1: That's right. It's going to be great. We've got Everett Piper coming in for that uh, weekend. So he'll be our convocation speaker. Inaugural convocation. It's going to be a wonderful time on that Saturday morning. Uh, We'll have a reception afterwards. We'll have some of our founding faculty here. Uh, Unfortunately, Bodie Balkum just got back uh, not long ago to Lusaka. So Mm -hmm. he will not be able to turn around and be back with us. But we will have you and me and Tom Nettles and some of our other uh, faculty. As well, will be there. So it's going to be a great time. Encourage you yeah. to come, go to the Institute of Public. Theology.org, or org, and you can get more information about that.
0: Yes. Daryl and Virgil, it's so good to see you guys, and we are so excited about this first book of the Just Thinking Trilogy, Just Thinking About the State. I can't think of a better book to write at this time. I mean, Amen. we're watching the uh, downfall of our civilization. We're watching people uh, terribly confused about the state, and so why don't you just give a little background. Why in the world would you guys write this book? at this time
2: yeah i'll I'll tell you this Uh, one of the things that daryl and i have been excited about you know for quite some time even prior to this new administration uh, is talking about and interacting with issues of culture Uh, and and more times than not the issues that affect us in culture end up affecting us from a standpoint of of what politics is about what what Mm -hmm. politicians are doing um, during the time that you know we were talking about these issues, we had the the uh, we had uh, the Obama administration. We had the uh, we we just uh, finished the Trump administration, and, and now we're into a brand new administration. Those two administrations combined, I mean, we saw a lot of upheaval, a lot of things changing and and transpiring. And so, uh, Daryl and I thought it'd be wise to talk about these issues, and have been for quite some time. Uh, The book is going to do just what it needs to in that as we watch these things unfold, uh, as we watch issues around government, around socialism, around capitalism, around all all of the different issues that began to happen, we wanted to push that through a lens of a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. And so with this new administration, while I believe that the information in the book is evergreen, and I think you're going to find that to be the case, meaning that it's always going to be useful, what the book is going to do is it's going to help the believer who reads it understand the fundamental issues that are at hand from a biblical perspective. They'll be armed, they'll be equipped with a biblical lens by which to view all of the changes and, and transforming turns that, uh, that that society has taken uh, with regard to the state.
3: Yeah, Tom, I, I want to really add on to what Virgil so uh, eloquently stated there. Although the, the book is titled Just Thinking About the State, I don't want readers of this book to to read this book in a silo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want them to read this book myopically because Virgil just touched on the key word. What this book is, is about ultimately is about biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. issues of the state as it relates to our faith as Christians, as it relates to our uh, institutions, uh, ecclesiastically speaking, as, as it relates to the church, uh, the issue that we address in the, in the book on government, socialism, capitalism, Black Lives Matter, politics, reparations, and things like that, those are all elements that feed into the Christian having a, a biblical worldview around these issues. So uh, I don't want our readers to to think that oh uh, you know this is just a book about government or this is a book about uh, how the church relates to the state. No, it's, it's it's actually much broader. It's much more panoramic than that. What we're really talking about with just thinking about the state is engaging uh, readers, especially believers, in how Scripture. Uh, addresses and speaks to issues of the state, particularly the issues that we're going to be uh, addressed in the, uh, in the 10 chapters uh, of this book. So th- the key here is to read the book with an understanding that this is a worldview argument. This book is a worldview apologetic, and it's not to be read myopically or in a silo as just being about state-related issues.
2: Let me let me let me add on to what what uh, Daryl just just stated, because I, I I mentioned all of the different um, at least administrations, you know, from Obama to Trump uh, to right now, the, the Biden administration. I, I, I mentioned those because that, that's the time frame in which we live. But I think Daryl Daryl said it incredibly well, mm-hmm. which is this is about what we fundamentally deal with and argue with the issues that we raise in the book are issues that have been issues for the last 50 years for the last 80 years, right? People have been talking about, about reparations for quite some time now. People have been talking about issues around Roe v. Wade for quite some time now, issues around whether capitalism is the best form or socialism is the best form of government. They've been doing that for quite some time now. So again, this isn't, this isn't a myopic view aimed at a particular administration, uh, but, it, but it crosses those, those boundary lines be, be, uh, for the mere, mere, mere fact that we're talking about these issues. And we wanna do so, again, Daryl said it, said it best, through a biblical lens. So if the believer wants to be armed and equipped, with a biblical lens for the issues that we've been talking about regarding the state for the last 50, 60 years, uh, and, and with a with a really kind of honed in lens with, with our current day and current culture, with the, 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 the codifying of things like CRT and social justice. They'll be armed and equipped once they get this particular book.
1: You know, 2020 uh, exposed just how Bad the the problems are and how deep the need is for a book like this. And we saw the whole uh, COVID pandemic, the way that was handled and mishandled by various magistrates locally and at the state level and nationally, not just United States but around the world, and then the the rioting and the lawlessness in the land and the way that different magistrates stumbled over themselves trying to address that. And I think what you guys have said is, is exactly right. There wasn't a biblical worldview from which to address these things, so Christians looking at the magistrate, stumbling and making all kinds of mistakes, didn't know what to say for the uh, the most part. I mean, we saw Christian leaders who said, well, yeah, Romans 13, so do whatever the magistrate says. Uh, We saw others that say, hey, it doesn't matter what the magistrate says. You know, they don't have any say in my life. I'm a Christian, I'm an American or whatever. And there just wasn't a rigorous, muscular understanding of, no, wait a minute, God has established all authority in the world, and we need to understand what those authorities are that he has vested for us in the world and then recognize how they fulfill the responsibilities as God's ordained and how we are to respond to them. And, and you guys have just shine the light on that in helpful ways.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's really important at this time. I was just um, having a coffee with one of our county commissioners. You know, we went downtown, had some coffee, and I was commending him on the way that they stood against uh, a mask mandate that was beginning to circulate. And he's a Christian. And he was he remarking to me that, yeah, I we, uh, you know I can remember how it was growing up and how different it is now. So even as a man who is functioning as a civil magistrate at this time, he's aware of this cataclysmic shift in worldview and a cataclysmic shift in culture. So uh, very important book. Just quickly on the chapters, let me give people a taste of what's here. So chapter one is on government, uh, chapter two on socialism. And in that chapter, Daryl and Virgil commend that system to you. Is yeah. that right? I want you to be where, socialist right
1: <laughs> that's the one that you're in
0: favor of <laughs>
3: got us confused with X. Kendi. Oh, okay.
0: All right. Chapter 3, Capitalism. Chapter 4, A Social Savior. Mm-hmm. Chapter 5, The Born Alive Act. Chapter 6, Black Lives Matter and Abortion. Chapter 7, Politics and the Black Church. Chapter 8, Reparations. Chapter 9, The Equality Act of 2019. Chapter 10, Elections. I mean, every one of those chapter titles just make me yearn to know what's going on in it. Why don't you just deal with chapter 1? How, how do you set up? How are we to think about government?
2: Yeah, I I want to let me jump in here just quickly and do a couple of things because I want to I want to hit on something that that Tom mentioned about culture and how culture was reeling, civil magistrates taking their their particular positions that were that that opposed the church and the like. Uh, not only did Christians not were not aware or understand how to how to navigate issues of government, and this will lead into uh, what what you just uh, asked the question the question you just asked, Jared. Um, not only did, did, did believe, were believers wrestling with this. Church leaders, those who should mm-hmm. have a robust biblical worldview, actually stumbled and fell time and time again. Whether it was on whether it was on the particular issue related to COVID, or whether it was on issues related to Black Lives Matter, uh, social justice, CRT, and the like, we watched time and time again. Uh, so-called leaders within uh, with, within evangelicalism who should have a robust biblical worldview stumble on these issues. So the book is really going to point people back to what is the role of government, mm-hmm. right? What is the role of government in the life of believers? What, how are we to interact with government? What kinds of things should we expect? What is their sphere of influence, and how should we, as believers within, with, with that that live within? A society that includes a a a magistrate. How should we respond to particular issues?
3: Yeah, and I think uh, you know, when it comes to chapter one on government, I think what what our readers hopefully what they're going to get out of this, out of that particular chapter, is a reminder that God is sovereign over government. God Mm -hmm. is sovereign over every earthly institution. And again, I, I hate to sound so repetitive here, but every chapter in this book ultimately deals with having a biblical worldview about the issue that's being dealt with in that particular chapter, and government is no different. I think, uh, uh, sadly to say, I believe that that the vast majority of pro- professing Christians have a rather uh, static view of government. And What I mean by static is that they sort of uh, sit back, sort of laissez-faire, and let government do its thing without really paying any attention to it, uh, to 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 what's being done under the rules of our capital buildings and various municipalities, uh, not just at the uh, federal level, but all the way down to the local municipal level uh, with their school board. Uh, but this chapter is, a, is a, a biblical, scriptural reminder that God is sovereign over every every earthly institution that exists on the earth, and that we as Christians need to have an active uh, 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 awareness and an alertness to. Um, how government works, how government operates, because if for no other reason, we need to be reminded that government consists of leaders who are sinners. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every single position in government is occupied by a sinner. And if that's not enough of a reason for Christians to be become more astute on how government operates, I really don't know what is. Yeah.
1: You know, you guys cover so many wonderful topics, both in your podcasts and then just in your uh, uh, broader ministry as well, and you've zeroed in on some of those very important ones in this first book. Uh, One of the things that I'm finding is gaining more and more traction in terms of conversations, and uh, I've seen there's a mayor now that's going around advocating for reparations uh, all over. And so people who have talked to us about this, well, you know, the Bible talks about restitution and talks about you need to repay those that you have uh, defrauded or those that you have uh, left unhold you need to make them whole so give us uh give us just kind of a little taste of what's coming up in the
2: chapter on reparations yeah i'll start by just saying the the reparations chapter uh it's probably one of my favorites um we actually begin and kind of open uh daryl did a fantastic job uh he, he you know i can brag on him while he kind of sits back He did a fantastic job of opening up that conversation with Slave Narrative. Mm. Um, And he really kind of talked about the issues that were at hand. One of the things that that our detractors have a tendency to say about us is that we have no background, no history, no understanding of the issues around slavery. Hence, we have a faulty view about reparations. Mm. Uh, We don't don't care enough about, about Black people. We don't care enough about... The issues that 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 surrounded the need for reparations, and so we we absolutely abuse any 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 thought process ab- around that uh, uh, issue. As Daryl opens up with with slave narrative, and we kind of go back and look historically speaking at the issues, and then we unpack with with specificity. From whom are we going to get these reparations? I, I know Daryl is, is I'm, I'm looking at him. I know he's <laughs> he's he waiting to jump in because there's a lot that. A lot to say there, but I'll simply stop here and say this, of, of all the, of all the aspects of, of the, of the book that probably are, are my favorite. Um, this, the actual article, the actual, um, chapter on reparations was by far, uh, one of my favorite ones.
3: Yeah. And, uh, on this chapter on reparations, um, um, I think what it does is it really sort of deconstructs a lot of myths about reparations, Uh, namely, you know, you you look at that word reparations, the root word there is repair. Okay. So, so, so reparations are intended to repair. And one of the things we make clear in this chapter on reparations is that reparations doesn't do that. Reparations does not repair because you can pay me. uh, uh, There's so many layers to this. I I don't want to take up too much time here, but there's so many layers to reparations beyond before you even get to the monetary aspect of it. And what's happening in the culture today is every single argument for reparations is monetary. Every single one is about getting a check from the government, getting cash. We've even had evangelicals declare, uh, hey, the government needs to write a check. They need to pay us or whatever. But see, the the, the myth about reparations is that it repairs. Mm. Reparations may compensate, but they don't reparate. Okay, I can get compensated, but the rep, the repair, the repairing, the reparate, the re- reparative part happens on the inside. Now you can cut me a check, and I can still hate you. Okay, so you paid me off, but the reparations hasn't happened. You've compensated me, but I'm, the, the reparations is still a gap. There's still a hole there. So this chapter of reparations identifies that gap. Identifies how reparations in the form of government payouts falls short of actually repairing a relationship, conciliating two parties that are at odds with one another. And then the, that, that that piece only happens through the gospel as the Holy Spirit works in the human heart. So that's what I appreciate about that chapter of reparations. Uh, it really uh, uh, gives Virgil and me an opportunity to acknowledge the history uh, against which this argument is being made. But then we also go to scripture to show the reader how this this approach from a monetary, temporal, worldly standpoint completely falls short of God's goal in bringing hearts together with one another.
2: Yeah, one of the last things I'll I'll say about this, uh, with regard to this particular chapter, that I think is really brilliant is is the argument that that, that Daryl brings to it r- related to his own background and heritage. Uh, one of the things that we looked at and talked about, we have a tendency to leverage this in, the, in North America uh, against a particular group of people with, a, with, with less melanin count. Um, and in, in this particular chapter, Dara goes back through and says, listen, I came from a people group who owned slaves. Now, now at, the, at the end of the day, what, do you, what are you going to do with that? You know, how, how how am I to how am I to adjust uh, my my recompense, so to speak, my my reparations as a result? I mean, th- there's all kinds of factors and facets that not only this chapter, but the entirety of the book helps the reader to understand and unfold. So that by the time they get to some of these arguments, they're incredibly well prepared and equipped to handle them. They actually they'll actually have a good idea of where we're going to go because they've kind of walked through the chapters foundationally.
0: Very good. Brothers, this is going to be such a good work, Um, you know, especially with what happened with so many evangelicals just citing Romans 13 and saying, well, you are to obey the government because this is what the government has said to do. You say, my goodness, we really need to think uh, biblically about what it means that the civil magistrate is a servant of Yahweh. And as a servant of Yahweh, that's going to have all sorts of implications. So uh, I look forward to this book getting a wide reading, people getting educated in things like the Equality Act. Even the way Black Lives Matter relates to abortion, you get into that in chapter six. Uh, This book is set to be uh, sent out on August 31st. So you can pre-order it right now. It is for sale at $13. That's a pre-order price. That's almost giving them away. I mean, that's almost Almost giving giving them them away. away. (laughs) So you need to go to founders.org and you need to purchase this book now. And Tom's got a sweet deal going on.
1: Before we get to that, I want to ask you guys, what kind of reception have you gotten from people that have found out that uh, you've got a book coming out on this topic? Just give us a real quick snapshot of some of the responses.
3: Oh, the response has been amazing. Absolutely mm. amazing. I mean, everywhere we go, Virgin Lied by God's Grace, we've had opportunities to speak and appear uh, in various churches, organizations, ministry, uh, occasions all over the country. Um, and the response has been absolutely incredible. People are anticipating this book like nothing I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Most of the folks who um, have an opportunity to, to speak with us after we've spoken at a, at a church or whatever the, the event may be, uh, come up to us and, and tell us that they've already either pre-ordered the book already or plan to pre-order the book. And they're very excited to to get the book in their hands. And a lot of people are more excited about the aspect of this book, the, the Bible study dimension of it, because mm-hmm. has, has formulated Bible study questions after every chapter. So we, what we're excited about, uh, the book itself is sort of a duality to the book in that you've got the chapters that we've... discussed here at a high level, but you've also got Bible study questions at the end of each chapter, and these are legitimate Bible study questions. These just aren't surface-level discussion questions. Mm -hmm. These are Bible study questions that that Virgil has composed that wrap up every chapter in the book, and we are are anticipating that churches will acquire this book in volume and distribute it to their uh, congregants so as to organize uh, small study groups around these chap- chapters where you can flesh out these Bible study questions
2: that, that are included in the book
1: wonderful Virgil give us a quick uh, sense of your the response that's come your way
2: no it's 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 been it's been the same I mean uh, I, I'm, I'm excited I think folks are excited that the response in so on social media platforms has been tremendous uh, folks letting us know that they plan on on grabbing the book getting a hold of the book um, you know a lot of the folks who we reached out and got got Votie's book or are circling back to say okay let, let me get another facet mm-hmm. of of this of this animal with with regard to crt and how how it's being codified into law and, and 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 i think this book supplements that well and so there are a lot of great things a lot of folks are excited about about the book about receiving it and uh we we we, we're, we anticipate just a a, a real blockbuster by by uh, by way of this thing coming out on August 31st.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to, in, to that, and we've received a great number of uh, pre-orders. I don't know what the count is now, but I think it's set a record for us here at Founders Ministries. And we want to sweeten the deal, because uh, this is a book, as it's been mentioned, that you can use in Bible studies, so you ought to buy more than one copy. You ought to give this book away as well. And so for a limited time, up until August 31st, when this book releases, just thinking about the state. if you order 10 copies or more, we're going to send you a free copy of Vody's Fault Lines book. And so you can get Vody's book if you don't have it and get 10 copies for yourself and nine of your friends or for your Bible study group or your Sunday school class and be prepared and equipped to have a wonderful study together with other believers concerning these very essential doc, uh, topics in this book. And as a benefit Get a copy of Vody's Fault Lines. And Vody's book has been selling out. It's been hard to get, but uh, we've been given a number of them to make available to folks. So we want to make it available to you if you will grab this book, Just Thinking About the State. And help us. Help us to spread the word. This is a wonderful book. It needs to be in the hand of every Christian leader, every pastor, every thoughtful Christian will want to have this book at his disposal. Amen.
0: Brothers, it's been so good to have you on the podcast today. Amen. It's so good to see your faces. And uh, we're praying for this work. It's already uh, been used by God in mighty ways, with how many people have been responding. And we're anticipating that God will continue to bless them in the days ahead.
2: Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah,